At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. listening to WOMMLP Burlington 105.9 FM The Radiator and now begins Rocket Shop Radio Hour. I'm your host Abby BK and today we have Autumn Chamberlain with us. How are you doing Autumn? Good. How are you? Great. Well we love to kick off the show with a song so what have you got for us? Uh, I've got a song that I've written uh, called Sideways. It's off my first album I suppose. Uh, uh, Yeah I'm ready if you are. Yeah, go right ahead. Perfect. Right. 
Got the love you gave Just when I thought I could write a happy song Got ahead of myself and read you all wrong At least it makes sense, now it's all this way Why you never text to call me by my name I was right to think this Could ever go more hey, hey, hey. Forget upside down This is so Sideways by Autumn Chamberlain. Thanks so much for starting off the show so great. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so you just mentioned that you released a new EP. Can you kind of explain that project to us? Sure. Uh, so uh, back in May, May 6th, I released a three-song EP. Uh, I called it My Turn. And it was released with the help of the student-run record label up at Northern Vermont University, Linden. Uh, and they're called NEK Records, and it's, you know, it's overseen by a professor, but he really just takes the back seat and lets the students drive, and it came out fantastic, in my opinion. They did a great job. Yeah. Is there a specific reason why you grouped those particular three songs together? Why my turn? Yeah. So the three songs that I chose uh, were all about the same inspiration, we'll call it, and when I chose them, uh, it's not the only three songs I've written about this uh, specific person, but they represented a, a shift in uh, how I was feeling towards them. And so it starts off very uh, confused and overwhelmed. And then the, once you get to the last song, it talks about how you're so relieved that this person is, is gone. <laughs> so a complete 180. Uh, and then I called it my turn for about 10 different reasons. Um, so my name is Autumn, as has been discussed. And at first I was going to call it Fall because I thought it was funny. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we thought it was too cliche, a little bit on the nose. And after talking with the record label team and my family, we come, came up with my turn uh, because it still has to do with Autumn because the leaves turn. Um, I just graduated from college, and so now it's my turn to kind of go out into the world, and this is my little uh, token for people to, for me to do that with, for people to hear. Um, and then each of the songs kind of talks about turning in a different way. Uh, the first song is called Carousel, and Carousel's go in a circle. Uh, the second song is called Second Chances, and then the third song is called not to think, not to think was the like the 180, so I turned around. And then second chances was, it was my turn, uh, unfortunately, to be sorry uh, in that subject. 
Gotcha. Yeah. So all cohesive in that way for sure. Yeah. So you're a graduate from Northern Vermont University too? Yes. Awesome. What did you study there? Did you do music stuff there during your time as well? I did. Uh, my official major was uh, called MBI or Music Business and Industry. And then I concentrated in audio production and self-promotion and then ended up throwing in a minor for marketing right at the end. There you go. Awesome. So how did you get your start with writing music, singing, playing guitar, all that? So I, um, I also play piano, and I started playing piano when I was five. Uh, my parents were like, let's see what she likes, as most parents do with young children. They threw me into that, and it kind of stuck. I didn't love it. I learned to appreciate it as I got older. Um, so I started really young there and also did musical theater with my sisters for quite a few years. And then I started songwriting probably when I was around 12 or 13. I was asked to write a song or maybe there was an idea thrown out of you should write a song for this Relay for Life event that I was performing at. And I did. That was probably the first song I ever wrote and then the first like pop song or commercial song I ever wrote was in high school through a um, songwriting and sound recording class. The, my high school did this thing in January we, where there was no normal academics. It was called J-Term, three weeks in January. We could kind of do whatever we wanted, but with you know rules because you can't just let high schoolers do whatever they want. Um, but I chose all the music stuff, and one of them was the songwriting and sound recording, and in three weeks I wrote a song, and so that started my songwriting stuff. Gotcha. So with the whole music business and audio production, is there sort of a side of that that you kind of like more? Do you kind of like, um, you know, the recording process and the producing process, or are you kind of more the back-end marketing or just being an artist? Yeah, I definitely like the, or uh, historically I've liked the artist aspect of it. I'm very new to the production side. I only started really doing kind of like engineering in college when I saw people doing it in a class and I was like well that looks fun um so I wouldn't say that I'm that's my uh wheelhouse but I I can get by with it uh but recently I've been really into the songwriting part like the specifics of finding the right word or phrase to uh get a message across yeah definitely well we would love to hear another song so you can go ahead and play your second one yeah absolutely uh the second one is called uh not to think off the new EP and I actually just filmed a music video for it, my first ever music video, so that was really fun. And if I cross your mind, 
about the experience of your first music video? Yeah, uh, it was quite interesting because um, I'm not super, uh, I can, I'm camera shy. So having a camera on you at all times is uh, scary. <laughs> uh, but we came up with the concept for it. It was actually my uh, professor, Joe Gittleman's idea. Um, he's the bassist of the Mighty Mighty Boston's um, and happens to work at my school. It's the coolest thing ever. Um, but he was like, what if you were like playing the piano for cows? <laughs> because we're from Vermont and no one was on board. And then we didn't have any other ideas. So that ended up being the idea. We found a farm that was actually five minutes from my house. And we went up there and filmed. We did bring a piano on the farm, which was much easier said than done. It lost a leg in the process. You don't, you can't see it in the video, but it's a, uh, I don't know how many legs the piano had. I think it was like five, uh, but it only has four. Uh, and the cows were super cooperative, <laughs> which was really nice. And uh, in the middle of the video, like sort of, I think it's at the, the second chorus, it switches and I'm on stage at the school. And we made it look like, it just looks like a stage, not like, this is, this is Northern Vermont University Theater. It's just a stage. And there is a big contrast between the farm and then the stage life. And it's supposed to be, the farm is kind of like, symbolically, I don't actually live on a farm, but this is where I am. And this is who I am uh, with the whole Vermont roots and everything. And then the stage is where I'm headed. Um, and sort of black and white, uh, not unlike the cows that we were filming. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, I read your bio and I knew that you were Vermont, you know, you're from Vermont. So that's a really cool concept to start sort of in that home kind of environment and then show where you're headed. Thanks. Um, so why pop music? Who are your biggest inspirations um, and why that genre? Yeah, so I think I've grown up on pop music. My parents listen to or my dad likes a lot of classic rock kind of. 60s, 70s, 80s, and then my mom likes Billy Joel, James Taylor, John Denver, like the big kind of old pop classics. So I grew up with that kind of sound. Um, and then we watched American Idol uh, growing up as a family, and so they do a lot of like what's hot as their performances. And uh, ever since I was eight years old, I was like, I want to do that, perform those songs on that stage. Um, I have, I have not, <laughs> but uh, it's still in there, and uh, I don't know, I've just kind of connected to pop music more than other genres. Uh, people kind of, uh, 
I don't know if it's an assumption, but expect someone from Vermont to go in kind of a country vibe and no disrespect to country, but it's not my cup of tea. And I want to be very firm in that I'm kind of sticking with pop. And uh, yeah, it just it fits better with my uh, playing style, I feel. Uh, some of my biggest inspirations, though, are uh, Ed Sheeran. Um, Charlie Puth is like my, my hero. <laughs> he, if I could meet one person or work with one person, it would be him. And uh, Shawn Mendes and Adele as well. I listened to a lot of Adele uh, when I was like 12, 13. And I think I adopted a couple of her uh, mannerisms and nuances at the time. And people compared me to her. And now I listen to her and I'm like, you guys were crazy. <laughs> her voice is much different than mine. Yeah, I love Adele. I, I can relate to that. Uh, so what is your typical songwriting process? How do songs come to you? What kind of comes first? Like the lyrics, the music? This is something I've been trying to, to figure out. So then when I have to write a song, I can be like, all right, here's my little formula recipe thing. But to be honest, I have no clue. Uh, I am definitely uh, work better under pressure. I actually wrote a song for my graduation, and I wrote it on Monday, and I graduated on Sunday. And it wasn't an assignment or anything, it was just something that I was like intrinsically motivated to do. Um, and then by Thursday, I realized it was kind of garbage and <laughs> scrapped it and wrote a different one uh, for Friday. Um, so definitely a, a time, uh, what's the word? Uh, a time limit helps me write um, I think the words kind of come first, and then I feel out the melody based on uh, the phrasing. And uh, I've always been drawn to a lot of, like, not grammatical things, like uh, kind just, like, switching things around, but in a way that makes sense. I love double entendres. Uh, if I can throw a pun into a song, I will do it and then do it ten more times. Um, and it's cool because... It'll be like, if you read it as like a poem, it might be funny, but when it's sung, it's much more serious and heartfelt. Um, so sort of a very long-winded answer to a simple question, but I don't know, but definitely the words first. Mm -hmm. Do you find it easier to sometimes write for a specific project or event or something? Like you said, you've written songs for a specific purpose um, versus kind of writing your own stuff that I imagine probably comes a bit more naturally in a way. Yeah, I think it is a little bit easier to write for something. There was this one time I had an assignment that was given to me on a Monday. Or it was actually a group project, but it ended up on me as group projects go. And it was given on a Monday, and we had to have it done Wednesday. A person in my group gave me this little, like a one-inch by three-inch piece of paper, and she's like, here's my ideas. And it was, it didn't uh, kind of vibe with my personality at all and I was like okay thank you for nothing and then I wrote a song out of it and it's on my album <laughs> and I've, I've I've like unofficially credited her I would never say that I I took that uh, or I came up with those words myself but yeah I think I I agree that for something is easier than just out of the blue unless mm -hmm. I'm like feeling really emotional and inspired uh or uh inspiration coming like from not thinking about trying to write. Mm -hmm. Would you say that you have like a preference for one versus the other at all? Like having a specific idea or project versus 
something of your own? I think I would prefer for something to just kind of pop up. Uh, I know it's kind of cliche to be like, oh, well, I can only write when I'm inspired. And you can't force inspiration, but you also sort of can. Uh, so I'd prefer to find something within me to be like, oh, I'm going to, I'm really feeling this, and I'm going to write this song. Uh, just because it's, it's more natural, like you were saying, and not uh, forced. Mm -hmm. Even though sometimes when something is forced, it can still come out great. Yeah, for sure. Well, we'd love to hear another song, so go right ahead. Sure. <laughs> this song, back on the mic, uh, is called Silver Lining. I ended up writing it before the pandemic, which was weird timing, because I should have written it during the pandemic. Uh, but it's all about finding silver linings. Pretty self-explanatory. Well, everybody's looking for their pots of gold, their pockets handy, hearts on said I haven't been there myself, I'd be lying to you. I've been through the storm, downpour. You know it isn't funny when the days aren't always sunny. No, they won't be warm. And you're trying just to stay on shore. Well, start your mind for that silver lining. It's so satisfying just to know in time that it'll be Turn out alright. It'll be alright. Everything is gonna turn out alright. Well, everybody's seeing all their heads around, their eyes face downward, frown face forward. And if I said I haven't been there myself, battered, bruised, and weak, and need to reinforce, post for. Turn out alright. It'll be alright. Everything is gonna turn out alright. It'll be alright. Everything is gonna turn out alright. It'll be alright. Everything is gonna turn out alright. It'll be alright. Everything is gonna turn out alright. It'll be alright. Everything is gon
obviously you have such a lovely acoustic singer-songwriter feel to your music. Do you kind of see your music staying like this, or do you see it kind of headed in a different kind of pop sound? I'd like it to sort of be a little bit of both, depending on the feel of the song. Uh, when I perform, I really haven't explored uh, having an option of like a background track, and I'll just do my piano or my guitar, and so it feels very almost like folky, but that's not, when it's fully produced out, I envision it to be a little more uh, mainstream, but not like in a super basic way. Just have more substance, more instruments, kind of a marriage between acoustic and uh, digital stuff. Mm. So in terms of the background instrumentation that you've had thus far with your music, do you have some other musicians help you with that? Is that all kind of your doing? It depends on the song and uh, what I have uh, at my disposal. For the EP, uh, or for my turn, I had uh, a whole, the whole class was like insanely talented musicians. And so I had actually two of my producers ended up playing drums on the tracks, which I don't normally have because of the many things that I do play, I cannot play drum set. Uh, much less record myself playing drum set. So I was thrilled to have live drums instead of MIDI drums because there's no comparison whatsoever. And then I had some guitars. Uh, I'm, I have electric guitars. I can technically play an electric guitar. This is technically an electric guitar, but I can't solo or anything. And I don't really want to because it's hard to sing and solo at the same time. I'd rather just accompany myself. But I had that for the EP and there's a solo in Second Chances. Uh, the guitarist's name is Charlie McKelvey. He killed it. Um, I also had some bassists that played. It might have been just, no, just one. My friend Luke played bass. So that was great. Um, but when I don't have a full studio and a full band that's willing to play with me, uh, I just do stuff in my room. I, I try and put piano and or guitar into everything. Um, sometimes it's both. Sometimes it's just one. But then I'll just pull... Uh, loops. I work in uh, Logic, and I'll, I'll pull stuff from there, or I'll make up my own drum beat. Um, I also play saxophone and ukulele. Sometimes I can throw little things at that as well. Uh, but yeah, just sort of lots of layers and lots of vocal layers. I'm obsessed with uh, harmony, and I'll put in like I think there's this one song, and it's not really released yet, but it's not secret. I just haven't put it out. But it has like somewhere around like 40 to 60 layers of vocals and it just I've tuned it uh or uh put the gain at a level where it almost blends into the background and sounds like ambiance and it's just like a feeling instead of a sound uh so that's that is something I do across the board with any song is to add layers upon layers of vocal tracks gotcha so in terms of the whole like audio engineering side of things or just sound recording, it seems like you do, I don't know, it seems like you might have more experience than you're giving yourself credit for because it seems like a world that you're very much involved in. It's possible. <laughs> I, I feel, uh, compared to other students that I've been working with, I feel very like low on the ladder, but relative, I guess to me, I'm not, I'm not too, too bad. Um, I've learned from a uh, Grammy Award-winning producer, uh, Brian Warwick, which was awesome. So 
there's there's definitely uh, worse teachers that I could have had. So maybe maybe I'm better than I give myself credit for. Uh, but it's not it's definitely not my like I said before, it's it's something I can do, but it's not something I prefer to do. Mm, yeah. So maybe not seeing yourself entering that world as much. Do you kind of prefer to be more the talent versus the people in the background to help you produce? Yes. Yeah. And I'm glad that I have the knowledge of it so I can give input and just not say, do it for me. And I, it, it'll sound great. I'd rather say like, oh, tweak this EQ, uh, bring this point up in the song. Yeah. So you just mentioned that you're working on a single that you've yet to release. Are you working on a bigger project? Are you thinking your next release is just the single? Um, this is actually, so one of the classes that I did for my major, uh, it's actually like the capstone last audio class you'll ever do. Uh, the assignment for the whole semester is to cre create an EP. Um, the other EP that I released was completely separate. So the song I was talking about is part of an, a different three song EP that exists. Um, and I haven't decided whether I want to release those songs as the three or use them as part of um, a bigger album. Uh, since then, I have written uh, a handful of more songs. I have songs that I wrote before those even existed um, that I might put into a second album. I have one album right now and two EPs and then a couple singles. And I think it would it's about time to do a second kind of full-length project. Um, so that's probably what I'll do with them. I finished them in December after many, many hours of listening to them, and I was advised to not listen to them for a couple months uh, just so I didn't, like, start to hate them. So I haven't even touched them since then uh, for that reason. Mm. How often do you find yourself writing new material? Um, constantly and never at the same time, which makes zero sense. But I'm always like, uh, I love the, the notes app on the iPhone or whatever phone you may have. And I'll just hear something or even text something and I'm like, that's a line and I'll throw it in a note. And then sometimes I organize them, but I've probably got 500 and half of them are just one word or one line that I want to incorporate. And then uh, there was one time, uh, actually for Sideways, I had this note that had so many ideas, but I liked all of them. And I was like, what do I do? And I was like, why not use all of them? There's no rule that says that I can't. So I did. And that's why the second verse is so wordy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I always, I'm finding stuff. And then I think when my like, collection meter is full uh subconsciously i'll like throw something out yeah is it kind of difficult for you to categorize like which songs are for which project do you have like a sort of vetting process with that oh it's a it's a little difficult to be honest my first album that i put out i released it i think when i was a freshman in college I want to say it's it's not that long ago like I just graduated and I did four years but it seems like forever ago and I took the nine songs that I had and I was like this is my album but they don't really sound like each other um they did at the time because that was all I had and now that I've had more experience I'm like uh I should probably organize this a little bit better make it sound like they're cohesive and they go together uh my turn works uh for the reason of that it's about the same person uh 
And then, yeah, that's what I've been kind of toying with for my second album, if that's what it's going to be. Do these songs work together? Uh, do they sound like each other? And a lot of the songs that would be on it, I haven't even uh, considered putting in, or I guess I shouldn't say considered. I haven't started a project for them for recording. And I would need to, once I do that, say, okay, what do the songs sound like that will go on it that are already done? And put in similar elements. Mm. Do you have a concept yet for the potential album? Of like a name? Yeah, like any like similarities between the songs or like a name? Um, let's see, I did have an idea of calling it uh, Harmonies in the Kitchen because there's one song that I recorded and I was just sitting at the island in our, the kitchen in my house and I thought of a super cool harmony and the only mic that I had was the one that's attached to Apple headphones um, and it's not ideal whatsoever but I recorded it and it kind of sounded bad but I kind of liked it at the same time uh, the pitch was fine which or it was actually more than fine it was weirdly in tune so I was like I can't record this with a good mic when this one sounds so good um, and then the harmonies in the kitchen also works with like sort of a COVID project lockdown sort of deal because all I've got is my house not really supposed to go anywhere else and then I also have a kind of side passion for uh, cooking and baking and culinary stuff. So bridging the gap between the, the two things that I do. Nice. So do you have any upcoming performances, any gigs that we should know about? Uh, nothing huge. I've got some things here and there and uh, quite a few emails that I need to respond to <laughs> that pertain. Uh, but there's a thing happening and I think it's like the 19th. Uh, I just got emailed about it yesterday, but it's like a, uh, it's in Lindenville and it's like a two hour sort of like art fair-esque thing, um, but nothing that's like, I have concrete details and it's a festival, but um, since I'm local, I'm called upon by all the local organizations and they're like, will you play for this? And I'm like, sure. So I'll, I'll just pop up different places. I might be playing at the Caledonia County Fair, which I've done a couple years in a row. My, I have two uh, twin sisters. They are not twins with me, but they're twins with each other. And we are a little group. We call it the Chamberlain Sisters and uh, we've done that. So that's uh, potentially on deck. Okay, nice. Well, we like to give all of our artists the chance to really sort of promote themselves. So feel free to tell everyone listening where we can find your music, what platforms you're on, et cetera. Sure. Um, well, I just barely, I think last week or the week before, published my very first website. So I have an official website, autumnchamberlain.com. I was thrilled and amazed that that domain was not taken. Um, so autumnchamberlain.com is my website. You can also find me on... Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, everything. It's probably the same handle, either Autumn Chamberlain or Autumn Chamberlain Music. When I distribute my stuff, I ch click the everything button. So I'm on more than just Spotify and Apple and YouTube. Like I'm on the more niche uh, platforms as well. And what else? Yeah, I think that's kind of it. I have a link tree that has everything in it, and that's in my website, and the link tree. It's also on my Instagram and on my YouTube, and Google is very helpful. If you just type in Autumn Chamberlain to Google, I 
probably will come up. I've been working with some search optimization-esque things. So, yeah, it's I'm everywhere, awesome. <laughs> essentially. Great. Well, we would love to hear your last song. Absolutely. This is the second song off of my, my turn, uh, the EP I've been discussing. It's called Second Chances. I messed up Don't remind me I confessed up It's killing me bringing my stress up And I understand you're not impressed But I messed up Second chances, I would take 
Second Chances by Autumn Chamberlain. You can listen to Autumn's new EP, My Turn, out now. Autumn, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. Thank you for having me. And this has been Rocket Shop Radio Hour on WOMMLP Burlington 105.9 FM, The Radiator. I'm your host, Abby BK, and we will see you next week with Good Morning Gills. We hope you have a great night and good night. Thank you. It went so fast. (laughs) I I didn't think it would go that fast. Yeah. Time flies.